The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Coming up on the program, our LGBTQ panel. We're going to talk about uh, Pope Francis opening up a Vatican Sexual Abuse Summit amid concerns of gay blame. We'll also talk about uh, French schools, meaning in France, uh, are to replace mother and father with gender-neutral terms. We'll see how you feel about that. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800. Let me see if I can help you out. And by the way, you can always, always send in your emails to me, your questions by email to laurie at drlaurie.com. This uh, on the text board. I just want to know about testosterone levels, uh, low levels, and its effects on um, erections. Uh, I have erectile dysfunction problem, but Viagra helps. Will testosterone be okay after medicine? And will the, my erectile dysfunction problem be over? I am also type two diabetic patient. I am 45 years old. So a couple of issues going on here. First of all, yes, there is definitely a direct effect of low testosterone on erections. Not just that, but desire on drugs. You have to have that tested, and uh, your numbers should be checked with previous numbers to see how low is low. So, And there is definitely a possibility to be on uh, testosterone replacement therapy if your testosterone levels are low. However, you talk about being diabetic, and diabetes will be the cause of the erectile dysfunction. So uh, fully with your doctor, talking about sex with your doctor. Yes, it's something that you should be talking to your doctor about. Even if they don't ask, you should bring it up. And um, you say Viagra helps. So that's great. I say keep uh, keep using it as long as it's helpful. There are other options you can try too. You can try uh, Cialis is another one that you can actually, depending on how often you have sex, but it can, uh, it can be something that you take on a daily basis. So smaller doses on a daily basis, which gives you a little more flexibility and spontaneity. Or you, uh, it's also known as the weekender drug, meaning that you take it on Friday and it's good throughout the weekend. That doesn't mean you have an erection for three days straight. It just means that uh, it has the effect on uh, opening up the blood vessels when you get aroused um, for the last three days versus uh, Viagra, which would be the, the one night, for example. So I hope that answers uh, your question. All right. I'm 36 years old. I'm a virgin with women. My sexual interactions started at the age of six or seven, and most of my teenage years went into homosexual interactions. But I never was anally penetrated. I penetrated a couple of men, but not women. This could be a cultural barrier too. I do attract both men and women, I have feelings for both too, but there's a lot of anxiety considering my penis size and feeble voice, not deep. I don't know if I am gay or straight or bisexual. I would like to face it and find out what exactly is happening. Uh, so uh, let's see what I can recommend here. So to me, it sounds like you're describing bisexuality. If in fact 
you are sexually attracted to both men and women because you say you have feelings for both. I'm not sure what you mean by feelings, but let's just assume that it's sexual feelings, sexual attraction to both men and women, then that would put you on the bisexual side of the spectrum. Uh, it has nothing to do with whether you have experienced anal penetration or not. That does not determine uh, your orientation because straight people also have anal, practice anal intercourse. So that is not the, the thing that is determinant. Orientation, though, is determined by several factors, by who you have sex with, who you fall in love with, and how you actually um, identify. Your penis size. So let me answer this. The average penis size is around 5.3 inches erect. You do not need a big, huge penis to be a good lover. And there's very little to be done to increase your size when erect. There's things you could do in its flaccid state. Like there is an operation which uh, cuts the ligaments at the base of your penis to release the part that's inside your body, which is about an inch or so. But then it has nothing to do with your erection and it will only appear bigger in its flaccid state. Um, but uh, you can also make sure that your erection maintains its maximum strength. That means that you have maximum blood flow uh, to your penis, which will affect how big it actually uh, gets. You can do that through erectile, um, like ED medications, or you can use a penis pump. Uh, you can get those at a sex shop, online, what have you. And that basically um, pumps the... Uh, pumps the blood through to your penis and you can pump as, you know, obviously as much as it will go. And then you put a constriction ring to, uh, to hold it in place so that those would be the options for a lot of men. It's like a lot of men who use, for example, Viagra recreationally do so because they feel that it maximizes. It's not that they have a problem with their erections, but it maximizes their erections, even though you don't need maximum blood flow to be able to penetrate, say. But that is uh, one of the reasons people use it um, recreationally. What does it mean when your boyfriend wants to share you with a bunch of guys in a swinger club environment? Never been to one. We were talking about a threesome with a girl. We live together. We have a very hot, yummy sex life. Why share me with a bunch of guys? I want to be his only. So that's a, a good question. I think it's uh, it, it's part of his own fantasy and his own arousal, uh, seeing you with other partners or other men or maybe other women is something that is arousing uh, to him. Seeing you get off, for example, by someone else's actions is a turn on to him. So it's not like he's not sharing your heart, like he doesn't want you to share your heart with anybody else, but this is this is where his mindset is in, in terms of that. But for people to be swingers or to engage in uh, consensual non-monogamy, the two people have to be on board with that. You have to be able to discuss it, uh, and you have to both have be on the same page. Uh, you have to be uh, have a good collaborative discussions about this. Your communication has to be great. 
and uh, you have to be able to understand each other and respect each other's uh, boundaries as well. So maybe this is something that he is interested in. Uh, interested in. Maybe he fantasizes about it. Maybe he would do it if you were game. But if you're not game, he'll he's not going to push it. So it's a question of having that uh, that kind of uh, of discussion with him. He needs to know that that you don't want to be shared with others or where your limits are. Maybe threesomes are your are your limits, and maybe only with another girl, for example. So you get to decide on that uh, as well. Coming up, my LGBTQ panel uh, will join me in studio. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, including uh, what's going on in the Vatican when it comes to uh, priests and uh, homosexual priests as well. So I'll share some of that uh, information with you after. Your relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. We have our LGBTQ panel in studio with us. Uh, first, I just want to answer this texter who writes, am I able to hear the show online? Phone died. Yes, you can hear, listen to it at cjed.com. And then if you miss any of the show or part of the show, you can always go back. We upload uh, the shows on SoundCloud. You can get them at my on my website, drlaurie.com, and catch up on the shows as podcasts, in fact. Uh, joining us in studio, David Hawkins, who is the director of the West Island LGBTQ Center. Welcome back. Uh, Jean-Cilbriere, director of AIDS Community Care Montreal. And Charles Lowe, also known known as Dolly Blonde, musician, songwriter, and performer. So good to have you all back in the program. So what shall we talk about? Do you guys have any ideas? Anything you want to bring to the table? Uh, so much going on. <laughs> What's going things. on? What's going on in the LGBT? Oh, um, I just came from the Massimadzi launch, which is Montreal's Afro-Caribbean LGBTQ queer film festival. Okay. Yeah, it starts today and it's until March 2nd. Great movies from across um, the Caribbeans and Africa about queer issues. Great performances. Go. Go check it out. Massy Maddy. Massy Maddy. Yes. M A S A D. Anyway. You'll figure it out. Figure it out. Google it. Google it. Okay, that's great. So that's something that's happening in our city. And you also had your AIDS Community Care fundraiser. Art Sita. Yeah, we had it a couple weeks ago. We raised a little over $150,000. Amazing. Grateful. Thank you, Dolly Blonde, for singing at our Vernie Sands. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I did. I did. We're going to hear some of uh, your music later on in the program. Really excited. So, big news. There's a big summit right now, right, at uh, the Vatican. Today was was day. Uh, day one, apparently po- Pope Francis um, was addressing the scourge of, of clerical sexual abuse of children, one of several scandals that have recently plagued the Catholic Church. Uh, the New York Times recently reported the uh, rape of nuns, the handling of priests who father children, and the secrecy surrounding gay priests are other issues that are eroding trust in the uh, in this institution and then they quote this french journalist who uh, wrote a book on homosexuality in uh, in in vatican and in that in that area um, that eight in ten this is what he states i don't know where he got that information from eight in ten vatican priests are uh secretly gay and that there's a blame uh around the clerical sexual abuse 
on the culture of secrecy, which prevents priests from reporting those who abuse minors for fear of being outed as gay. So we've got those two issues confounding, right? Because one does not have to do with the other. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. somebody's gay does not make them abusive. Mm -hmm. There are probably plenty who, well, I'm sure there are plenty who are or who may identify as such who absolutely don't abuse anybody. So I don't know what's the what are the rumblings in the community talking about this. Uh, um, I haven't been following it explicitly, but um, I do know that it is concerning because we need to make sure that these folks that are coming forward have the chance to be heard and have the chance to prosecute. And legislation is different from country to country. Here in Canada, we're lucky enough that the criminal code allows us to prosecute and to charge years and years later because we understand that some people might not move right. forward immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I... I think it's to no surprise that this story is breaking. I think everybody has known that there has been widespread abuse throughout uh, throughout clergymen, throughout organized religion, let alone. Um, honestly, I don't think that this is going to be enough at all. I think victims of abuse will definitely still feel repercussions of these actions for years and years to come, for right. sure. Um, to, I- to me, it feels sort of like a publicity... Mm. shuffle and for them to convolute gay clergymen exactly it's yeah. super dangerous and i i feel like it might be a little bit on purpose and i think that's the that it's obviously a baseless claim that child sex sex abuse is due to homosexuality and the two are getting uh confused in those very topics that are being yeah. addressed Which i think they're trying to separate that those two things you know david uh, i just think that the, it comes back to this like toxic rhetoric that's been going around for for decades and centuries that gay people need to be feared because they prey on children. And so when we kind of put those two things together, like it just perpetuates those rumors and, and that kind of, like I said, toxic rhetoric, like it's not, it's not the same thing, but, um, where's that come from? You think, where did it all start? Too bad Bill's not here. He's been around a long he's time, right? He went, he's the That's historian the of the group. We're missing our historian. <laughs> we miss you, Bill. Get better Get soon. Get better soon, yes. <laughs> um, uh, I did read in a headline, though, that the complaints of the end of the first day is that they felt that there were no concrete actions or no um, concrete steps to be taken. It was just a lot of wavy, A lot of talk, right? Talk. A lot of yeah. vague talk. Mm-hmm. Well, t- imagine to, to change the way the church operates, what that's going to take. Uh, to to allow a priest to marry, to allow um, a homosexual priest to just come out and say, yeah. "Yes, this is who I am," but I still t- you could still take a vow of celibacy. Like, there's almost like, well, oh, if you're a gay priest, you can't be yeah. celibate. Like, so there's this idea uh, that we have, which ties into, well, if you're a gay priest, then you must be molesting children. Yes, reformation yeah. of the church is hard. We need a gay Henry VIII. Is what we need. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're too late for that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is our LGBTQ panel. Are there issues that you want to bring up or that you have questions for our panelists tonight? David Hawkins is here. He's the director of the West Island LGBTQ Center. Uh, Jean Silbriere, the director of AIDS Community Care Montreal. And of course, we always have a performer in studio with us. 
You want to sing for us? Uh, Charles Lowe, who is also known as Dolly Blonde, who is uh, a musician and, and songwriter and getting everybody's uh, opinion on stuff. Like, So there's plenty of stories. Believe me, there are many things that come out uh, around LGBTQ rights just today. What have yeah. we been... They're tying in this whole thing with, uh, what's the guy's name? Jesse, Jesse, uh, Jesse Smollett. Yes, not that I want to necessarily talk about that, but there was a link made with him being gay and that that had something to do with, like, what he staged was also supposed to be a homophobic act or whatever. And something along the lines of a a beautiful Trump tweet saying, I told you so, see, the Democratic media is just playing us and they're lying. And it's like, no, that's not what this is for. Also, why did you do this? Yeah. Right. It only fed into... The microphone's not picking up, but my eye roll is... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right back into your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's exactly what ended up happening. It fed into something yeah. that I'm sure you did not... You know, mm-hmm. it backfired completely. And who does that? Like, But, but that's, that's something we see all the time and especially when we talk about marginalized communities that society still kind of wants to hate on so mm-hmm. the lgbtq community the trans community all it takes is one person to do one thing wrong and suddenly the whole world that is against them is like see see this is this is why we Here's don't want the them to proof. have the same rights totally like, that's so. wrong yeah. that's the one one bad apple that spoils the, yeah. the whole bushel of apples right then at that point which is very it's sad but it's that's what people are hanging on to in the in this story they're picking up on on that right? and then we end up having to like over police ourselves and just be extra careful and to what extent are we actually authentic if we're always like oh let's not try to be that bad archetype right yeah. mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking yeah, it's challenging for the LGBT uh, community, for any marginalized community, really, even if it's a, yeah. a, a religious group that people are hating on or whatever, any any group that people hate, yeah. right? Takes one person, oh, I knew it, you know, and, told you uh, so. yeah, I yeah. told you he was gay or I told you. Yeah, so there's always that, uh, which is uh, unfortunate. Uh, this text writes, for a priest to be labeled gay, bi, or straight is an oxymoron if they have to practice celibacy. It doesn't really matter what they're attracted to. They're not allowed play period they aren't celibacy is one thing that's a choice celibacy is a choice Mm -hmm. orientation is not so why couldn't you be you can be uh, right you can certainly be a a gay priest and not act on it you can just like you could be a straight and not act on it So it's exactly. not. I don't think it's an oxymoron at all. They're you as a person, right? They're two different things. One is a choice. One is not. Of course, I'm going to get people arguing with me about the choice thing. Let's see the text. We could go. Let's see the text. <laughs> You're excited. You love getting <laughs> those, eh? <laughs> answer that. Let's just say somebody says, "Ah, uh-huh, it is a choice." Uh, yeah. What What do you answer to people who actually say to you, "This is a choice"? I mean devil's advocate to a certain extent it may be depending on circumstances because you choose whether or not to live your true self right but you are you choose your behaviors you don't and you don't choose your or who you're attracted to necessarily true okay but whether or not you're going to live that on a day-to-day basis that's your choice if you're ready that's the choice exactly okay but that's a that's very different that's like that's like celibacy is a choice yeah Yeah. exactly no being gay no not a choice the day I was born, came out, saw the doctor was wearing blue suede shoes, and I said no, and I peed on them. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. David, how would you answer that to somebody? Ooh, so many things to unpack. Um, I mean, I think oh, it's tough because I don't want to say things that 
people can take wrong. And I mean, there are some people in the community who do say that it's a choice for them. And we have other people who say it's not. We have people who, who are bisexual, pansexual, and every, every day they, they get hated on and discriminated against and basically told like, Oh, you're not valid. You don't exist. And then we get people who, um, who say they're pansexual and maybe they've had a string of four partners of the opposite Mm -hmm. gender and people are like, see, you're straight. But it's like, no, I made a chase, choice to date this person because I love this person. And so things like that are choices. But who you're attracted to based on sexuality, gender identity, what have you, that's not a choice. That's who you are. It doesn't feel like yeah. a choice. So the guy writes back, that's exactly my point. It doesn't matter if they're gay, bi, or straight because they have no choice to practice celibacy. So why is it even an issue? It has become an issue simply mm-hmm. because it has been tied into the abuse of boys. You, yeah. it, what you hear is it's boys that are coming forward, altar boys and such who are coming forward saying they were abused by priests. So the connection was made between, oh, homosexual and abuse. And this is where and there are no we, altar we, girls, right? So it's also yeah. Like well, the there you go. The, the structure yeah. of the church, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about uh, schools in France uh, replacing mother and father with gender-neutral terms. Let us know what you think about that. But first, let's check in to our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's sex out loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Music by our very own Charles Lowe, although Dolly Who Blonde. Is she? I don't yeah. know her. I don't oh, recognize. When, I, do, I don't recognize that voice. Top twenty radio <laughs> hit in the making. Canadian Idol. Canadian icon. Oh, and you're just debuting. Deb- what are you de- debuting? Debuting? <laughs> debuting? 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 We'll get there eventually. Debutantes. I'm not even sure. I Premier think we're new all word: tired. debuting. Yeah, debuting here on CJD. Isn't that nice? Way to go! Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, you'll let us know when the video comes out. One hundred percent. All right, very good. Uh, just to, to get back on the priest thing, uh, the texter writes: Isn't the general understanding that most priests are gay, and that's why they become priests so they can practice celibacy and not perform an act they don't agree with? That's an interesting perspective. Although I, huh. I mean, that's what I've heard before as well. So I find that interesting. I mean, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a huge assumption that because you're gay, you can't practice Catholic yeah. religion, and that's why you go that's to. That's a priesthood. rather antiquated. Um, I, I believe that you can be religious and gay, whether and it's not Catholic. act on it if you want to. Yeah, right? You, you can choose a life of no. abstinence completely yeah, sure. if mm-hmm. you want to, if it goes against your your belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that becomes a choice. Your behavior becomes a choice, which is what the whole issue of conversion therapy, by the way, Mm. it's not, you're not converting anything. You're not converting a gay person into a straight person. What you're actually doing is stopping them from acting, acting, you're suppressing it and you're giving them tools to learn how to suppress it. So, but a lot of them continue to fantasize to be able to have sex yeah. with a, a, a straight partner, anyhow, but they just don't act yeah. out on it, which is a choice, and I, and I'm okay with that if yeah. that if that is your choice because it goes against your own beliefs. And people should be reminded that 
sexual orientation and religion can work. It can go hand in hand. I mean, if we just look in Toronto, for example, there is uh, a gay imam that preaches to a gay friendly mosque. Like, these are things that we're not realizing exist within our networks and mm-hmm. within our community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for years we've been seeing gay rabbis, gay moms, we've been seeing gay priests. And, I mean, the United Church of Canada, I mean, where the yeah. center is located, our minister is one of the gayest men I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and he's very open and very happy with who he is. And, I mean, yeah, I great. think it makes our society that much stronger. And, I mean, the 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 congregation there love him, all the all the all the tenants in the building love him. Like, he's just a phenomenal person. And... Yes, but he's... he shows how the two go together. Yeah. You know, I've I've attended some of his, uh, uh, even yeah. though I'm not uh, Catholic. Mm. Or yeah, me, me like neither. That, but I, I but, I, so but I go for yeah. events yeah. And, and what have you, and I've watched and, and heard heard him talk, and yeah. Yeah. He, he can absolutely talk about he that. Can, yeah, and I mean, he makes me look straight, so I'm always happy with that. <laughs> You don't need to be. You can. It's okay to, you know, okay look gay. gay. It's okay. Don't worry, David. Uh, so this, uh, there was this headline: uh, French schools to replace uh, mother and father, mère, père, with a gender-neutral term. So they want to do it instead of mère and père. They want to do parent un and parent deux on official documents in an attempt to curb discrimination against same-sex uh, parents. So, th- by the way, France has legalized same-sex marriage since 2013 and they um they really want to to change that to to make it more socially uh more, more social equality basically uh and to be able to um to prevent some of that discrimination right which makes sense i mean we have here guardian also which is uh like gender neutral yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right yeah. so you can tick off either mm-hmm. one. but but anyway i don't know if we have that separation here i i, I really don't know from my understanding I, th- I think that a lot of the the school forms actually still say mother and father um i mean that's something one of the volunteers in our parent support group talks about very regularly is the fact that like that's still a problem and uh, as, they, as they know a lot of uh lesbian and gay couples who have children it's something that they're still very much up to date on, from my understanding. There currently is um, a lawsuit that's being brought forth by the uh, Center for Gender Advocacy and a bunch of trans advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself was one of the founding members of Quebec's first trans legal clinic, so a lot of these advocates and jurists that are fighting for these rights, um, I'm very proud of them. And I think on the 27th and 28th, they're going to court. They're suing the Quebec government um, to be able to change uh, mère, père on birth certificates, for instance. That's just one of the examples. Right. Because let's say you're a transparent, your uh, child is automatically outed as the child of a trans person because you can't change mother or father on mm. documents. Right. Um, and it's just little things where I remember in one of my um, family classes we were talking about divorce paperwork and i asked the professor well what happens if you're divorcing because it said husband wife or mm-hmm. it was very gendered and then i said what do they, the bureaucrats do if it's a same-sex couple like you just scratch it out <laughs> and then i was like you don't see the problem there he's like no no just you scratch just it scratch out, it out. <laughs> right like, okay at least we're talking about these issues but let's deal with these issues right let's why don't we just change it at the legislature legislature rather than having to Mm. scratch it out and i'm not sure to what extent the whole changing the the um, labels in france with the schools it's it's great but it's it's just in the school like how many times you actually see that it's maybe in a way reform for a school outing when they register for the school in the first place but then maybe it's once or twice Um, i think a lot more needs to be done Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Just when I was there the last time, my in-laws are French, so I'm engaged uh, okay. to a Franco-Canadian, but French-Canadian. 
France, not French. Frank Sorry, I was like, yeah. he's let's from go France. With Frank yeah, let's go. Right. Um, uh-huh. Very different. And thing. I was there for the holidays, and in the news, it was like two hundred thousand people walking in the streets against same-sex marriage, and it had now. already passed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah. Like, like, oh dear Lord, honey, what this is has happening? been passed. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been passed, and I'm like, I just can't imagine being in Montreal and seeing two hundred thousand people be against what I'm trying to do with my engaged partner. Mm-hmm. That would never happen right. here, right. and it's just heartbreaking. So. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that they're doing these steps, but if you just look outside on the streets, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah. dear. Right. And yeah. often like, the argument for this I hear so much as a as a child of two parents uh, who are teachers, uh, as a person who taught uh, swimming lessons for six years, as a person mm-hmm. who's worked in a day camp for children. So much of the argument is these parents saying, well, how am I going to explain it to my kid? My kid is too young to be exposed to this kind of uh, to gender identity, to sexuality. And it's it, racism isn't instilled in children from like birth the homophobia mm-hmm. is not instilled in children from birth these are l- lessons that are learned through right. observing their parents through observing their mentors through observing their environment right uh a, a ch- if a child is introduced to a transparent if a child is introduced to two dads or two moms or, or a single mom family dynamics have been mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. various yeah. since the dawn of time i wholly do not understand why this is a, an issue right david yeah and i think like just to bring it back to the idea of like mother father versus parent one and parent two we tend to always think of these things as gay issues and lesbian and gay and bisexual transgender queer issues but every time we talk about gender neutral stuff that comes up but it's always a lot more than just for the gay community or the, the queer community or the trans community. I mean, what about a child who doesn't have a father or who doesn't have a mother? Then it gets really challenging when they have to face that reality. Right. And it's the same when we talk about gender-neutral bathrooms. What about what about um, a, a female caretaker looking after their 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 son with autism? Like, they can't be in the same bathroom, but maybe they might need to be there for them so right. it's like it's a it, it goes beyond simply it always goes beyond just that, the yeah. lgbtq community our lgbtq panel uh, david hawkins john silbriere and charles lowe in studio with us so this texter writes absolutely not emphatically mm. mom and dad has been a solid respectful term for countless generations political correctness has gone too far No one dies in hospitals anymore. It was a negative patient occurrence. Leave mom and dad alone. But what happens to the children who have two dads? See previous comments. Or two moms, yeah. Literally see my last comment, like, same thing still applies. If (laughs) things evolve, things change, opinions change, science changes. I mean, we don't let blood when you have a headache anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We don't use leeches, you mean? No, we don't use leeches. Family dynamics have changed. There are, you can have two dads. You can have one dad. You can have one mom. You can have two moms. You can have three parents in some situations. Yes, in in, yep. in Vancouver, BC, three yeah. parents can mm-hmm. be put on a birth certificate. Yep. That's exactly it. So things have changed. I know people want to hold on tight to some of these ways, Antiquated old ways ideas. of doing, but we have evolved as a society, and we are far more. Uh, accepting of, of variations that have always been there. We just mm-hmm. have not talked about them uh, until now, which is important to do that. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about this uh, conversion therapist. You won't believe oh, what Lord. happened to him. Uh, what, <laughs> what he finally decided. We'll tell you about that. 
And anything else you want to talk about related to LGBTQ issues here? From the pleasure to the pain and everything in between. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Tonight on the program, our LGBTQ panel, David Hawkins, Director of the West Island LGBTQ Center, Jean-Silbriere, Director of AIDS Community Care Montreal, and Charles Lowe, a.k.a. Dolly Blonde, who's a musician, songwriter, and performer. Uh, So we're talking about the the documentation. One person writes, on these documents, instead of mother, father, or parent one, parent two, why can't it just be parent and then S in brackets? And that brackets in case it is a single mother or single father, raising the child and uh, yes exactly call france we found it (laughs) (laughs) but i think um charles what you were saying is right there's in our day and age there there is so many different ways of being a family exactly whereas way back when go back just a hundred years ago you didn't hear about divorce people didn't divorce they stayed no matter what you didn't have parents and step-parents and half-siblings and step-siblings and like there are very they're complex systems now Mm -hmm. far more it's not a like forget good or bad it's not about good or bad it is what it is it's family right Mm -hmm. and it's just another way of looking at family so to make it so that it makes more sense we have to be able to adapt to that and we can say the it, we don't have to use parent. We can use guardian. Like the the guardian is the parent, whether it's the parent or some other guardian, mm-hmm. uh, whoever is responsible. Mm-hmm. Right? There could be mm-hmm. a mother and a father, but the father's not in the picture. So, and maybe this now mother has another. There's another mother. So parent one, parent two. It makes perfect sense in this day and age and just the fulfilling feeling of feeling acknowledged and you're looking at a Mm -hmm. form and you feel like yes this form works for me it works for my situation it works for my reality just not being othered all the time see this this is what i want to bring up because people i'm sure are thinking what's the big deal like what's the big deal but what you're saying is is exactly that it's feeling like you're always on the outs like you can't you don't fit in any form you don't fit like what do i tick off here and And what that actually does to a person or always putting yourself in the other category. Constantly, that mm-hmm. adds up. And for mental health as well, like it's, we can't continue like yeah. that. And it's not even just a title, like Joseph was saying, and some legal repercussions, like if you have a family member or a loved one in the hospital, let's say, and your specific title is not listed on those who can visit saying, oh, are you her sister? No, I'm her wife. And mm-hmm. if that doesn't add up, yeah. then like they're literally... Mm-hmm legal repercussions right and, all this. and i think mm-hmm. there's a i have a, a colleague uh, and an old student of mine who did a, her phd thesis on minority stress like this is people don't realize that this is actually very stressful even though those of us who are not concerned like i you know okay mm-hmm. i can tick this off i don't i don't really think about it but for those that actually have to think about it yeah. or mm-hmm. who feel excluded on a simple thing like one form and then it's another form and then it's yet in another Mm. place and another place. This actually does cause a level of stress that those of us not in that minority cannot possibly comprehend. Yeah. Actually, Mm. there's a funny story. Uh, During the very horrific Trump election, uh, I had a friend of mine, a white gay, who was like, oh, this is this is terrible. This is heartbreaking. I have anxiety every single day. And uh, another mutual friend of mine, a, a, a queer person of color, just looked at him and said, "Welcome to the club. This is every day. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is an experience that like you are now 
in it, not right. well, that's completely. The minority but this stress, is just like right. yeah. just another. F- Feel it all the time too. Yep, that's it. Walking into a room and then I'm going to a cocktail or it's a fundraiser event uh-huh. and everyone is just older white men. Walking in as a young man of color, I'm just like, oh my god, and gay. what's going on? And right. gay as well. Right. They're probably all gay too. Okay. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh, right in those events, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's those fair. kinds of events. But you just yeah. feel it, and also you know that sometimes the different cultural markers aren't there. Like I'm of Filipino Muslim heritage. I'm not practicing, but I just understand those different markers and different mm-hmm. social cues. And if you hear like an offset joke about racism and Muslim and terrorism. I just feel that stress all the time. Right. I'm just like, do I have to school you that you're being racist and a bigot? Like, right. I don't have the but time. So, to- but the gay, in the gay community, if you, so obviously there's a double whammy when you're gay and uh, of a minority, which of course, that's, I suppose, the reason for the uh, the black um, LGBT. Yes, the Messy Meds right? uh, Film exactly, Festival. Exactly, that yeah. film festival. Um, because they, you need a voice, you need a place you need to be to, heard. Yeah. You need to be mm-hmm. heard where you don't feel that stress, where yeah. that, mm-hmm. that stress is just not there when you're amongst you, people mm-hmm. who really understand you. Yeah. And I think we need to be sensitive to that just as a, mm-hmm. as a humanity here and all of us who may not be part of the community to understand how it can be stressful and can be difficult. Because it's like being picked last at gym. But yeah. some people, they're always picked last at the gym. That was right? me. <laughs> I just didn't go to gym class. I went to the music room. <laughs> oh my God. I chose the music to be played at gym. <laughs> We're so different. You guys are too funny. <laughs> can we tell it's the LGBTQ panel tonight? What's a sport? <laughs> <laughs> David Hawkins, Justin Briere, and Charles Lowe. <laughs> You guys always make me laugh. And the, okay, the last story I want to share, just to top it off, it's like the cherry on, on top of the cake here. Because we had talked about this months back about uh, conversion therapy. And there was this this guy uh, by the name of David Matheson who spent his career, literally his whole career, working to cure people of uh, of their homosexuality. And just last month, he came out. He came out. He acknowledged he's a gay man. He explained that the realization struck him about a year ago. He caught it. Uh, yeah, he caught it. <laughs> yeah, right around. And and he was married before, which is interesting. And he anyway, he divorced. He said toward the end of this decline in my marriage, I also realized that being in an intimate relationship with a man was no longer something I wanted to avoid. It had become a non-negotiable. Uh, need, he says. I used to be caught in an ideological prison of my own. I know my work helped many, many people because they told me so, but I'm sure I've hurt some people too. Not that I would excuse myself, but any shortcomings I had as a therapist came from uh, too narrow a view of what emotionally healthy can look like. They came from my own homophobia and narrow-mindedness. I'm truly sorry for those flaws and the harm they have surely caused some people, and I'm sorry for the confusion and pain my choice may be causing others. So he said a few things. I'm sorry for those flaws. Is he talking about being flawed as a human? So that's something else that's bothersome, right? So your gay means you're flawed. Uh, And um, my choice may be causing others. This is not by choice. I'm kind of giving that whole statement a little bit of the side eye. Like that whole statement just had things wrong with it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Three well, steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Uh, is it a surprise that, uh, like, to nope. me, this is not nope. a surprise, no, right? Not at that, all. that those but, who scream the loudest this... and uh, 
yeah. are often the ones who are yeah but then this there. also like comes into the fact like whenever something uh, some homophobic act goes on or some rep- uh, republican politician says something homophobic the first reaction is like well they're probably gay Right, well, right. they're probably good. Well, they're probably this. And it's just, Latent you need to remove the fact that, like, sexuality is not a part of this. Gay people can be crummy people, too. Yes, you know? right, sexual- okay. I've met a couple. Have you? And- <laughs> I don't know any. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it's, it, it literally, it's, there's, it, there's no correlation between the two. You, it, we need to remove this internalized homophobic language yeah. from our own mouths. That's right. And be and and just say, do you know what? Like them being a gay person has nothing to do with them uh, being a crummy person. To exactly. Begin with. And mm-hmm. last comment: I'm a black straight woman, and I support you. Happy yes, Black Mama. History Month. Thank you. <laughs> happy Black History Month. I, I thought you would like that. Yes, Happy Black History Month. Uh, that's it for us. All right, where uh, Charles, where are you uh, performing next? I am performing at Upstairs Jazz Bar and Grill on March oh, 26. Okay. Yes, we'll be performing uh, some original compositions, some compositions uh, composed with queer themes uh, by yours truly. Uh, you can find me on social media, Dolly Blonde Music on Instagram and Charles H. Lowe on Twitter and Dolly Blonde on Facebook. Way to go. All right. And David, if people want to get in touch with you at the LGBT Center? You can check us out on our website website at lgbtq2center.com otherwise you can find us on facebook instagram snapchat but we don't really use that and by email and phone the good old-fashioned way wonderful and jean sil your wonderful organization accmontreal.org we have a kiki ball on march 22nd check it out on our website let's watch some voguing oh kiki ball okay (laughs) what's the dress code can i come yes you can (laughs) whatever you want uh thank you so much everybody uh you can reach me drlaurie.com is my website so you can also download some of the past shows our podcasts are all up there on social media i'm at dr Lori batito coming up next on cjd the ctv national news and thanks by the way to our wonderful technical producer dave simon cannot forget him i have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion <laughs>